0: Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studio, it's time for the GNFCC 400 Insider. Connect, build, and grow with the Greater North Fulton Chamber of Commerce. Good morning, everybody. I'm Callie Boatwright. I am the President and CEO of the Greater North Fulton Chamber. And I want to welcome you all to our June webinar series on economic recovery in North Fulton. The Greater North Fulton Chamber is extremely happy to partner with our friends at Roswell Inc. for this webinar series. And I want to ask Steve if he'd like to say just a few words on behalf of Roswell Inc., Steve sure,
1: Yeah, thank you, Callie. Uh, good morning, Greater North Fulton Chamber uh, and Roswell Inc. This is a great partnership that we have with the Chamber. Uh, as you know, and you will hear me say over and over, Our chamber is the Greater North Fulton Chamber of Commerce in the city of Roswell. So we thank you for your partnership today. But more importantly, we thank you for the opportunity to bring these experts in to help us uh, as we navigate these new waters. And really, you know, the chamber and Roswell Inc. are here to support you as businesses. So we're here 24-7. Reach out to us. Be, Be sure and not forget that we're here constantly to help make your business successful. So thank you for the opportunity today. And I'm looking forward to hearing and picking up some great uh, tips and marketing ideas to help uh, Roswell Inc. and to help the the community.
0: I agree, Steve. Thank you. It's been so great working with you. This is actually the last in our series uh, as we complete our month of June. I can't believe that, but that is where we are. And um, I just want to say thank you to you and your whole team. You have been a pleasure to partner with with and we would do this anytime. And I'll be honest, Steve. to your point, um, when this topic kind of started getting talked about, I really thought it would be great for the chamber as well as our members. So I'm selfishly looking forward to it myself, just like you said. So thank you very much. I appreciate it. All right. A few housekeeping instructions. Um, You may have noticed that everyone has been muted upon entry. That is because we have nearly 100 participants today, so we want to keep everybody's microphones on mute to make sure we can avoid any background noise. Also, um, we have some great panelists today and we expect that you might have some questions. If you do, please use the Q&A feature and we will uh, take care of all those questions at the end of the presentation. We will definitely try to get to as many as we possibly can. I want to start by introducing our sponsors. Special thanks to our media sponsor, John Ray with North Bolton Business Radio X. This webinar is being recorded and it will be available following the presentation. And don't worry, you don't actually have to do anything to get that. We will send that directly to you through email and that link will also be available today in our weekly Chamberlain newsletter and, of course, on our website as always. So thank you very much to John Ray. We have two forum sponsors today. Our first sponsor is the Malden Group. The Malden Group is an award-winning, five-star rated, small business digital advertising agency with a passion for helping companies rise to the top. They're a talented stream of professional copywriters, graphic designers, web designers, social media managers, and paid ad specialists that strategize a plan for lead generation and for increased sales. I want to say good morning to Bonnie Malden and thank you for sponsoring today's forum. Bonnie, you're also on our board of directors and part of our chairman circle, so thank you for that as well. Would you like to say a few words
2: on behalf of the Malden Group? Absolutely, thank you so much for the opportunity to be here on the panel today. I'm so excited about sharing great information to help small businesses in our community. Again, the Malden Group is a professional web design and internet marketing agency that specializes in helping businesses generate more leads online. And we're here to partner with you to transfer some of your business functions to an online platform, automate your sales and marketing process, and create and develop e-courses for your clients and your staff. So we're so excited about the opportunity to be here. We have some great information in store.
0: Thank you, Bonnie. We look forward to hearing more from you shortly as you're also one of our panelists. So thank you for doing that as well. Our next sponsor for today's forum is the Vineyard Johns Creek. Vineyard Johns Creek is a new assisted living and memory care community that is currently under construction in Johns Creek. At Vineyard, their mission is simple, to grow purposeful communities that make a positive impact on people and on our planet. What does that mean for you? A continuum of customized care, programming, amenities that aim to engage, inspire, and elevate your life at every stage. Hi, Annette. We're really excited to have you today, and thank you for sponsoring today's webinar. Would you like to say a few words on behalf of the Vineyard Johns Creek? Yes. And thank you so much for the opportunity
3: to be part of you guys. We're happy to be here and just to kind of tag along onto uh, what you said about our mission. Um, there's different, different ways that we're doing that. Um, one, I think that's different from others is that our first focus is also actually on our employees more so than our residents. And I think that at first that shocks a lot of people, but that's mainly because if we, they provide the care to our residents, and if they're not happy and healthy people and individuals, they can't provide the best of care, and that's what we expect. Um, and ways we do that is we give them the training they need for their job, but also beyond that, um, we're going to provide opportunities for training on things like health, nutrition, finances, budgeting, um, just time management, how to be a successful individual not just a successful employee. And I think that's one thing that's different. And then also for our residents, one of our mottos is life your way. And what that means is we're gonna get to know them, everything we can about them, where they've been, what they've done, what they want to do in their future, because they still have a bright future, um, and then um, conform to them more so than expecting them to conform to us. And one of the ways we do that for all of them is all day dining because not everybody likes to eat at the same time. So we'll have dining all day long. And then also uh, vineyard our Vineyard Connect, which is our smart, smart technology and it optimizes safety with not only smart thermostats and lighting and motion sensors, but also user-friendly tablets. Each resident will receive their own tablet um, and Alexa access to the calendars, the activities, any events, and communication with their family, too. And then finally, Vineyard Gives, which is designed to provide opportunities to the residents and the staff to participate in community and global causes that they care about, because I think all of us need a purpose, and that is part of that program to provide them with a purpose. And But it also all goes back to leaving the world better than we found it, not, and that's what we're excited about.
0: Thank you, Annette. And I think we've got a quick video to show, if we can yes. get that. Out. All right. Perfect.
2: Is the sound
3: on? Ah.
0: Yeah, we're not getting sound. I apologize.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: We um, One of our trainings this month was Zoom tics, Tips and Tricks, and so we're still learning some of those <laughs> in all candor. So we will, how about we try to come back to that, Annette? I just want to make sure that, that we move forward with the presentation. We'll see if we can figure it out on the back end. I appreciate um, Annette Fields and your comments regarding Vineyard Johns Creek. I'm excited to get over once it's yes. ready and be able to, to do the real tour. So thank you for Absolutely. that.
3: Absolutely. Thank you.
0: My pleasure. My pleasure. So we have three great sponsors for a great webinar and I'm really looking forward to hearing from our sales and marketing executives today on how to market and sell a little differently post-pandemic. So much has changed in the last three months and some best practice advice is always going to be helpful. So let's get started. Um, Our panel today will be Ben Cagle with Cagle Consulting Partners. Lisa Tilt with Full Tilt Consulting, and Bonnie Malden with the Malden Group. Our first panelist is Ben Kagel with Kegel Consulting Partners. Ben is the managing partner of Kagel Consulting Partners, an advisory firm focused on helping clients accelerate revenue growth, understand and take advantage of market disruptions, innovate new solutions, and build and scale organizations. Ben also provides global sales training for IBM, Cisco, and SaaS. Ben served as a division president for a global 100 company, was a consulting partner at HP Enterprise and CSC Consulting, and has led various technology, professional service, and data analytics firm and startups. Ben, thank you so much for joining us today. Um, I appreciate you working with us here, as well as our Tech 400 committee. And our members, it appears, are ready to find out about getting back into selling mode since your logo happens to be a shark, we thought you would be the right one to ask the big question, is it safe to go back in the water? Can you give us some ideas on how to sell to our customers in the midst of where we are?
4: Yeah, thanks, Callie. Yeah, uh, thanks, and thanks for having me. Look forward to the uh, being part of the discussion with Bonnie and Lisa. A uh, Short answer is, yeah, you better be in the water. Unfortunately, the water has changed. So how you market, how you sell what you sell, and possibly even who you sell to, is changing. A lot of the clients I'm talking to, the big companies as well as our local companies here in the community, are thinking about how to respond to this change. So what I thought we would do is put together a framework that I've used, whether, again, I'm running a a company with less than a million in in revenue with a startup or up to over 100 million. The principles are still the same. And I think it will help tee up our conversation with um, Lisa and Bonnie as well. So if you think about revenue there across, this is a very busy slide, but across the top, you've got that customer journey. How do you create awareness and interest and interact? And how do you actually continue to communicate with your customer? How do you expand your business, regardless if you're selling products or services? So on the left side here, you've got the target positioning and solution. What I would recommend everyone would do is revisit those, those key principles. Are you targeting not just the right company, the right size, but the right person? Or has your value proposition changed in terms of the solution of the product you're solving? Or does your position need to be updated that your your customers may not see you in this new light given the changes of COVID-19 and what's going on there? So I'll we won't touch on the left side of this, the targeting, the position, the compelling content, and the messaging. I'll leave that to Bonnie and Lisa in terms of how you execute that. But in the middle of funnel, you have to put all the pieces together from the revenue standpoint uh, for marketing, biz dev, lead gen, sales approach, account management. So at Kego Consulting Partners, we help pull all of that together and we actually work with other firms like Lisa's and Bonnie's. So, with this context, if you change any of those parameters on the left side, your, your customers' needs have changed, your positioning changed, your solutions changed. You really need to update your thinking and possibly think about how your sales reps are going to market and, quite frankly, how they're creating uh, value for their customers. So I've talked to a lot of different companies, and so what's changed? What do we need to change or think about uh, in today's market? So what I'd like to share is um, I think there's three crisis leadership phases that your customers are going through, and probably we're all going through, quite frankly. The other thing is just to make sure that you're also thinking like your customer. What are their priority filters given today's environment? The other thing is there's a principle that I think all of us, again, whether you're selling real estate copiers, you're a banker, how do you create value with each interaction? Because all of us are stressed. All of us are on Zoom meetings and web meetings. How do you create value in each interaction? And then also something that I think we need to be very intentional about, and I'm talking to a lot of leaders about this, is that the macro industry trends are accelerated. So if you're in retail, yes, your mobile device, your customers want to order from your mobile device, but pickup and delivery, that's accelerated. I think we've all experienced that. If you're a banker, Again, omni-channel. In other words, uh, instead of coming into the branch, can I do it on my mobile phone? So that transition has been accelerated. If you're in real estate, I've, I've seen one real estate agent walking around with a smartphone doing a virtual walkthrough versus getting her client uh, into, the, into the home. Manufacturing supply chains, uh, those are changing. Even in healthcare, I mean, we're seeing you know, telemedicine is changing as well. So think about not only what your industry is going through, but your customer or your customer's industries are going through around this. So these are the four things that I think all leaders are trying to be intentional around, not just how you sell, but how you market and how you actually think about your company and the, your company's future given to this. So let's touch on the three, the three crisis leadership. This is a busy slide. I'm a consultant. I'm not going to walk you through every bullet point. The big takeaway here is three things. Uh, and I, I actually developed this when I was leading their, uh, an organization locally here in Atlanta during the last economic downturn where we had the Great Recession. So there's a triage phase right now. I think everyone's still in that kind of triage phase. What's going on? We we had to cut salaries. We had to you know take some tough decisions. But they're really temporary, right? We furloughed people and all that. And your customers have probably done that. So they had to quickly react. It was kind of, I call it triage because you want to save the patient, don't kill the patient in terms of your business, but really a short-term plan. What I think we're moving into with multiple industries is phase two, and this is foundational change. And I'm seeing two groups of customers, again, across all industries and and all services. Either you've got one group that's saying, you know what, the current state's not sustainable. So I know that some projections in in Georgia, for instance, with restaurants, they say 30% of restaurants may close. So that may be one group, especially if you're consumer oriented. This is a tough, tough, tough on you know consumer spend, consumer discretionary spend. So there may be this isn't sustainable. We have to make permanent cuts. We have to you know downsize our business, right size our business and think differently. In some cases, you've got to even fire unprofitable customers. And I had to go through that experience as well. When we had to downsize during the Great Recession, we had to tell no to GM and Boeing and some of the other customers. So think about your customers, and it may not be these exact three buckets, but where is your customer in terms of where they are in the the decision process? And again, I think most industries are moving into, okay, this is real. COVID-19 is here to stay. The impact's permanent. What are the foundational changes? But as we all know, you can't save your way to a future. So eventually, people will get into phase three. and Some industries are already in phase three saying, hey, look, never let a good crisis go to waste. How do we actually create new services new revenue to go after it so the coaching here is just think about your own customers work if you're selling you know you're, you're the entrepreneur you're selling your own you know to your customers you're relating to them or if your sales force is out there force them to have the conversation where is our customer base in their crisis leadership and quite frankly how do we respond to them that? so that's level one okay kind of the first change in the market hopefully that makes sense. second thing is, in triage that first phase what are your customers filters and we've all seen this right but let's be intentional around what people are actually doing obviously employee safety is first well-being physical impact to customers disruption to again your customers customers or their vendors their supply chain as well the financial impacts closing offices outsourcing so this was what was happening in triage right so we all experienced it we all read the headlines we all had conversations and we I think we've all propped up our friends and family that are going through this, right? So as you move into the second phase, all of these issues are going to become permanent and foundational, and it may impact your relationship with your customer and how you sell. So again, work with your sales force or work with your leadership team to walk through all of these issues and saying, do we really understand what's going on with the customers? And more importantly, how do we respond to that? The third chapter, the third concept I like to put out here in today's world in terms of how you sell and going in, I, I'm always not going to get into sales techniques, sales processes, all that. You should be selling. You should be relating to your customers. Your, as, as a, on the, I was on the buy side. I wanted to hear from my vendor partners, but I didn't have time to have the conversation. So I was thinking about how do you create value and how do your sales reps create value at every customer interaction, right? First of all, respect my time. If I'm the customer, respect my time. I'm busy, but I still want to hear from you. The other thing is be relevant and align with my priorities. You know I'm changing. I'm going through phase one, phase two, possibly phase three. Understand what's going on in my business, how you create value. And you may be outside, your sales reps may be outside looking in at your customer, but make sure you're helping them connect the dots. What's going on in the business? What's going on in the market? What are you hearing? Again, not being gossipy, not telling anyone's trade secrets, but helping your customers understand this change. I've seen so many sales reps that it wasn't related to their product or services. They actually got in and actually were talking about, Hey, we heard this from, this is happening in real estate. We think this may translate into banking and just help connect the dots because we're all talking, we're all having different conversations. The other thing is tell me something I don't know and tell me something I need to know. So think about how you create value at every interaction for your customer, even though it's a quick email, a quick call, or working into their teams and everything else. So I think, you know, Callie, as we think about this and Bonnie and Lisa, we need to think differently. You can't play the same game better. You can't just work better, you know, can't work harder and expect a different result. Think differently on these three dimensions in terms of, you know, where your customer is and their planning, their priorities, their priority framework and how you create value. And I think that's really gonna serve us all well because the world is changing so rapidly you need to create value and get in there and stay in front of your customers and stay, in, you know, top of mind, get customer mind share by providing them value either created, uh, related to your service or product or not related to your service or product. All right. So that is the end of my prepared slides there. So we will go with that again. These slides, if you'd like this, are available or just email me, uh, Ben at KegelPartners.com or check out my website as well, KegelPartners.com. Or obviously, uh, touch base with Stacy or Callie or anyone at the chamber, and they'll get you these slides. So thank you very much for letting me tee it up and go first. I will stop sharing here.
0: Thank you, Ben. I appreciate it. And
4: uh, and hopefully that was a quick run through there. Um, if there, I don't think any questions popped up, but happy to, um, you know, answer any questions or have follow up conversations as needed.
0: I appreciate it very much, and and um, we can certainly include your slides when we uh, send out at the end as well. Um, but thank you. I appreciate it. I uh, We've known each other for a couple of years now, and I know you've got a great yeah. wealth of knowledge in this arena. So I just appreciate you sharing with everybody. So next, we are going to hear from Lisa Tilt with Full Tilt Consulting. Lisa founded Full Tilt Consulting in 2006 to unify her love of business communications dedicated to mentoring and passion for entrepreneurship. Full Tilt is a marketing communications firm specializing in augmenting brands and their executives through owned content and internal communications programs. They help clients to pinpoint the key business areas they want to own, find something distinctive to say about it, and then deliver those messages through strategic channels. Huh? Sounds like it aligns really well with what Ben just told us we needed to do. Lisa, it is so great to have you with us today. Our members want to send the right message, obviously, to their customers and our clients. So can you give us some best practice advice on how to change your communications to reflect this new business model?
5: Happy to. Thank you, Callie. Um, and it was a, can you hear, can you guys hear yes. me? Okay, good. Um, kind of out in a, in a window here. So uh, Ben did set me up nicely and I know Bonnie will take us home because um, we all have very distinct areas within our business. And I call this avoiding quicksand um, because, you know, you can't drown in quicksand, which thanks to three months of distance learning, I sat in on a fourth grade science lesson, and i sure all you parents can um, commiserate, but um, it, it's easy to, so you're stuck, right? And it's really easy to do that with communications. Um, quicksand is too soft. It doesn't hold anything up, but a strong communication strategy or approach to how you're communicating Every one of those things that Ben talks about is a communication point with one of your stakeholders, um, internal, external, and all of that stuff. So this will give you um, the strong foundation for how do we advance? There we go. So, um, you know, 2020 uh, brought and we're only halfway through. So. That's interesting. So many unexpected uh, moments in time, important moments in time, uh, which really required all businesses to um, think strategically and think quickly on how they were going to respond. So three particular areas. So the forced pivot and innovation and innovation could mean, um, you know, not a complete overhaul of your business, but um, just how you are going to communicate with your audiences and whatever that means. How are you going to go to work? How are you going to shift your team remote? Um, and as we have all talked about, we're this reimagining will have lasting impact and be sort of forever in our in our realm. Now, when we're in crisis, um, leaders are really required to operate in the past, present, and future all at the same time, right? So while we're trying to rethink um, and and f- keep our teams feeling safe and we have a squirrel over here and a bright light over here uh, we also have to recover so everything is happening simultaneously and as we're all spinning all these plates as business leaders um, there are more and more opportunities for inconsistencies to creep in, in into our business right and so why is this important to business communications um, all of these things have are prompts right, to give us an opportunity, but also um, really an obligation to make sure that we are crystal clear in how we're communicating, that we're not over communicating because that fills with noise, but that we're doing it um, in a very specific way. So how has business communications changed? You know, there is an expectation that people, all of your stakeholders, again, employees, customers, clients, investors, um, everybody is hearing from the organization um, and hearing more often. Everyone that does business with you, everybody that works from you, buys from you, engages with you. And all of these things here, you know quick and strategic response from leadership, full transparency. Enron started that years ago. It's only gotten more and more and more as an expectation of how you're going to operate an organization today. Four generations in the workplace, which means everyone (laughs) needs to be communicated in different ways. Um, And that consistency in communication. What's the plan? How are we going to do the plan? Yes, we're working the plan. Here are the results of how we communicate the plan. So it's not one and done. Now, I will say all of these things, all of these trends have been in motion for years, right? Um, But, and I think, Ben, you mentioned this too. Everything has been accelerated um, with COVID-19, but with everything that 2020 is going to bring us. Um, So that's fun. Um, Companies are being held accountable for what they say. Absolutely. Again, not new. However, the landscape has changed so much that the expectations are what's mostly changed. So inform, educate, and engage. All companies should be doing this. Um, but what does that look like? Does that message change? Does it mean that the frequency of how you've communicated changes? Um, probably all, both of those. Two way communication, instant feedback. You know, Bonnie's going to delve into the digital realm of marketing. Oh my gosh, this is absolutely uh, real time. You will know in real time if you've had a misstep in communications, um, in operations which leads to many, many more channels. People are communicating with themselves. Um, employees are communicating, sharing what's going on with the organization. Your customers are doing the same thing. Um, the good thing is that there's all. they're also going to reward you, right? So if you are a company that's doing well, doing well by doing good, giving back to the community, being transparent, being fully engaged in your marketplace, you'll get rewarded for that. Which is a good thing. So, one of the most important aspects here um, don't be tone deaf, right? Someone in your organization needs to have their ear, I mean, ideally more than someone, but somebody (laughs) needs to um, know what's happening in the world, know what's happening in your industry, your communities where you live, work, and play, and then communicate accordingly, right? So, uh, we're in a pandemic recovery, resurgence. Um, that's a big part of the news right now. Where are we headed um, into the fall? How will schools start? What will that look like? What does that mean for working parents? There's all kinds of aspects here. And uh, we look at it week by week. We used to look at communication sort of month by month. I mean, back in the day, I've been doing this a while. It was, what's your annual marketing plan? Well, that has been tossed out the window for years. Now we almost have weekly um, and monthly plans. And so that's important. An offshoot of that is, you know, worry and fear look different for everyone. That's job related, income related, health related. Um, everything has been amplified from that perspective. So as we are looking to reopen and get back into the workforce, companies and business leaders specifically have to have that high level of empathy as they're communicating with their employees. What does it look like to get back into the office or does remote learning or (laughs) remote working still um, exists? And if so, you know, the long-term aspects of that in terms of creating employee culture, creating culture, Um, you know, do people need to stay home because their um, immune systems are compromised? Do they have children that are like that? There's so many levels um, that need to be considered today as we are being responsible business owners. Black Lives Matter movement, um, right at the same time, you know, hit as it should. Um, but organizations that are not paying attention at least at the very least to what's going on. Um, and black lives matter means diversity, equity, inclusion, right? It's not just about black people. We're literally in gay pride month. There's so many aspects, um, that businesses need to, uh, to pay attention to, And it's no longer a case where a business can say, oh, well, that's going out and, you know, that's going on in society and with my employees. It is all meshed together. It's how employees are feeling when they come to the office. Um, It is, uh, you know, distractions and allowing them um, the voice that they need, that all of us need to have. And so what does um, an organization look like today? that is truly committed to inclusion. It's a political, it's an election year. Um, and as politics get more and more and more divisive, um, it's important as an organization on how you're going to communicate that to employees. I'm not saying get political, you know, whatever you want to do from that aspect, but it's important that you know, and you recognize what's going on in the world. Um, and, and, you know, if, for example, Blackout Tuesday a couple weeks ago, you know, were you emailing a, a special about, you know, a hamburger or something, right? So just be be aware. Be aware of what's going on in your surroundings. So I'm going to just briefly cover three approaches to business communications that are important when connecting with all your stakeholders. And they're more than this, but I think these are the three that are most relevant. So when I say communicating with emotion, I'm not saying be emotional, right? I'm talking about empathy. Business at its its core, the businesses who are the most successful um, are about the human element. And that's what people are reacting to, right? They're not doing business with um, a press release or a website or a sales model. They're doing business with the person that's either on the other side of the phone um, or somebody that they've created a relationship with. So the leaders and certainly the organizations that speak with empathy um, will stand out. And this helps in retaining employees um, as much as anything else, which is going to be a big part of how we come back nice and strong. Um, Credibility. What are the ways that you're informing your stakeholders? Um, Are you, if, if, if I'm working or engaging with a brand, it's probably because they've made me sort of feel a certain way, shared information that I can turn around to my friends and look really smart and share something, or I feel connected in some way, or they've given me a high quality product that I want to go back to. Um, So the credibility within your world of what you are offering, um, how you convey that right now, because consumers are making decisions now with the companies they will forever do business with or forever not do business with. And again, it goes back to all those things we talked about um, on, on the slide about being aware of your surroundings. Um, and then, you know, we've we've probably all of us heard sort of storytelling as, as an important part of, of business uh, in, in communications. So, and we, when we share a story or we talk um, with somebody either that we've known for a long time or we met you know, we don't talk in sort of words, images are conjured up in our mind. You know, when we're talking about going horseback riding on vacation in Costa Rica, you're not looking at the letters H-O-R-S-E, right? You're picturing a beautiful animal galloping wherever. And so when we talk about, and business is no different than that, right? If we talk about that human element, how are we communicating in a way that's conjuring up Um, some sort of story. Why did you start your business? How did you persevere uh, through this pandemic? What are your employees' stories? How did they overcome? Putting that face to to the organization is an important part of it. Um, So, you know, what do we say? When, where, how do we say it? And We only have impact if the right people are hearing it. Otherwise, it's just noise. And frankly, it's a waste of your time, right? We can't speak to everybody. We can speak to the people who um, will really find value in what we're offering. So there's, um, I think, five things here about starting with a clear understanding of who has an interest in what you have to say. Is it somebody that's buying something from you? Are you, um, you know, financial services and you're helping them get to retirement? all all something new in today's uh, environment, Um, really getting a clear understanding of who your target is. Um, Do you know what they want to hear from you? Uh, Perhaps this would be engaging a survey. Um, You know, this has changed how people want to be communicated with in this timeframe of of COVID um, and diversity and and inclusion. uh, People want to hear different things. And you might not know what that is. So if you don't, get familiar with that pretty quickly. Uh, What is it appropriate for your company to say? Again, something that's changed. Um, How can you provide a sense of security if that's relevant to your business? Uh, How can you provide information, something to help them get through um, a specific time? But keep within your brand. Right. Don't go out of that because then people won't know how to how to sort of register who you are, what you're trying to say. Again, we're not going to be all things to all people. Um, So be really good in in your sphere. Uh, How will your message be received? Again, four generations in the workforce. That's different for everybody. Um, But at least try and get a handle on the bigger macro trends of how you're going to communicate what you're going to say and then the delivery points of that message. Uh, are people hearing you? Or are you sort of screaming out into the netherworld? Um, <clears throat> are you reaching them? How are they engaging? Are they responding to how you communicate? Um, and if not, why? And is it the message? Is it the channel? Is it the mechanism? What does all that look like? So my last two slides here, I'm just going to touch on, it's sort of a, an eight-step process um, that's helpful when you have fairly significant news to share, right? Because employees and consumers are are very discerning these days and have higher expectations about how companies communicate with them. Um, So the plan is, you know, that hopefully looking through these eight steps will help you avoid missteps. Now, I'm going through this quickly, but my team's put together uh, a great tool that, um, and we're working on finalizing that, that we're happy to email it kind of touches on some of these key points as well as walking you through these eight steps. So um, again, just touch on these desired outcome, really what is it that you want to communicate and making sure it's not too broad, that it's specific enough, but you're not over-promising. We have cross-functional in here because it's important that it's not just sort of one person trying to figure out what to say. Um, make sure that it's a small group of people who are looking through a diverse lens of how this communication or announcement might be received uh, to make sure that that you're not kind of um, you don't ha- you're avoiding blind spots, uh, data and expertise. If this this small group needs to be make informed decisions, and in order to do that, they need to have access to you know internal or external experts um, and what that might look like. Um, to make recommendations to leadership, stakeholders, who are all the people who should receive your message um, in order to do that. And then make a prioritized list because, you know, if this is really an internal communications message first, know that anything internal is also external, right? So how do you have to manage that message or how do you get in front of it by also having an external component to even something that might seem internal? Call to action. How do you want people to engage with what you say? And what what are you asking them to do? Several touch points. You can't hear something once and expect that they have actually heard it, um, that we have actually heard it, right? We're creatures um, of habit that kind of come in and take in information in many, many different ways. And there's some, you know, sort of examples here. Is it are you doing a video? Do you follow up with a QA? Do you have a lunch and learn with an expert that comes in? Um, message delivery and how many touch points you have um, are important. All the channels identify all your mediums. This doesn't mean by the way, go out and and try and engage on every channel. It means pick the channels that you have that reach your target audience and do that very well and very consistently over and over again. And then what's the cadence? How are you going to deliver? How many times are you going to deliver this one particular message? How many different ways are you going to say it? Um, and then set that expectation with your stakeholders that, OK, and in a week I'm going to follow up and tell you the results or I'm going to I don't have all the answers now, which, by the way, is OK. We have more levity to do that um, and and not over promise say I don't have the answers right now. These are the steps I'm working to get those answers and I will follow up with you in 10 days. Um, so, again, even communicating how you're going to communicate will solve an enormous amount of angst um, uh, among not only sort of your internal folks, but um, external as well. So I know I went fast, but that's me. <laughs> and I'm excited to hear, uh, like I said, email me. Happy to have any conversations. I know I'll we'll answer questions later and I'll toss it back to you, Callie.
0: Thank you, Lisa, I appreciate it. There's so much going on around us right now. It's very easy to get overwhelmed with all of the different messaging coming from so many different um, sources. And sometimes that makes us less than human um, as we're trying to to shift through all of that. So um, I appreciate uh, you pointing out that, that we need to be intentional. I appreciate that very much. So our final panelist, last but certainly not least, is Bonnie Malden with the Malden Group. Bonnie has been featured in the Huffington Post, Fox News, CNN, the AJC, and the movie The Inner Way. She left her career in medicine to open her own marketing agency that now serves multi million dollar companies nationwide. Her company, The Malden Group, is ranked as a top 10 SEO and PPC agency in Atlanta by Expertise.com. And her team specializes in serving small businesses with professional web design internet marketing, and business development training. Bonnie also serves as the president of the Sales and Marketing Academy, and as I mentioned before, serves on our board of directors for the Greater North Fulton Chamber. Bonnie, thank you so much for joining us today. And it looks like a lot of our businesses really want to work on their digital strategy. So maybe let's focus there and and you can provide some marketing tips that you can give our members.
2: Absolutely. It's an honor and privilege to be with you today to share some amazing tips to help you get through this pandemic and social unrest and all this um, pandemonium with our businesses. Um, Ben and Lisa really teed it up for me today. uh, Ben came out with an incredible sales funnel diagram for us telling us to think differently and to share something new with our clients. And then Lisa um, came in and, and just shared with us that we need to be aware of our surroundings uh, to have a higher level of empathy and to build credibility and to share stories. And so I want to come in and share with you a few ways to automate your sales and marketing process and to add a few multiple streams of income to your business so you can survive this. So just getting started here. I want to talk to you today about marketing automation. Uh, Marketing automation refers to using software platforms to more effectively market on multiple channels online and automate repetitive tasks. So, since we are now in the process of doing more things online than we used to do, I want to talk to you about how to um, generate more leads and to acclimate your sales team to an online um, environment. And that starts with the sales funnel. I have a more simplified sales funnel for you. It's in three stages. First one, awareness. You need to create awareness about who you are, what you do, and what your company uh, does to make you unique. And you can do that by using videos. Videos um, increase conversion rates on your website by over 80%. That means when people see a video on your website, they spend more time on your website, and they digest the information better, and they are more likely to give you a call or fill out a form on your website. So videos are essential nowadays. Um, It doesn't have to be something super elaborate, but um, just an informational video with text and music can be great. Um, A video of you in front of your computer, like you're watching right now can be great. And then also a video of a cartoon or spokesperson could be great. Um, But the types of videos that you need to have on your website and uh, posting on social media include a brand video about us. This is who we are. This is our origin story. This is why we do what we do. This is who we serve brand video. Okay. You need an employee recruitment video. This is a video of your your office surroundings, the work environment, and what it's like to work in your place of business. This is going to recruit top talent. Um, you have a lot of people out of work right now. This is the time to start scouting for the best talent because your business is only as good as the team that's in it. So now's the time to start getting resumes, even if you're not ready to hire right now, get those resumes from people who are highly qualified and can fill the gaps that you need in your business. You need a video to show how great it is to work for your company. And then next, you need some type of service or product video to really explain the nuances of the service that you offer, how you offer it, and why it's great, and how it can benefit. Next, you need to start writing blogs. Blogs are like little magazine articles, but on your website. And you can take those blogs and you share it on social media and it shows your authority and your credibility and your validity of, of what you do and how you do it and why you're great. So if you have blogs and you're posting them at least once a week, you are adding more content to your website, which helps you rank higher in Google. And you're sharing it on social media, solving the pain points of the ideal customers that are seeing this content. So if you are answering questions, addressing the problems that your customers are having in these blog posts, then you are seen as the authority on that topic and you are brought top of mind when your services are needed. So blogs are huge. Videos are huge. Next, social media posts. Okay. Let's pick at least two or three social media platforms that your ideal client spends time on whether that's LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, find the ones that has your demographic. And then you make a commitment. You hear me? A commitment to post at least once a day on these platforms or at least once a week on these platforms. You want a consistent schedule of high-level, highly engaging content that's going to solve problems, that's going to answer questions that's going to inform, engage, and entertain. So if you have this great content posting on these channels, you're literally getting free access to your ideal audience on a regular basis. And then you're getting these impressions, just like watching a TV commercial, you're you're getting these impressions in front of thousands of people every day. And that's going to accumulate over time and have all these people knowing who who it is, that um, is running your business, how you offer your service, why your services are great. So social media is imperative. Also, you can create awareness with fun items like infographics. Infographics are those fun little pictures that you see with fun facts on them. And you can answer questions and solve problems using infographics. And then something else, fun, quizzes. You can uh, put a quick quiz out there and say, did you know this and did you know that? And and someone might say, no, I didn't know that. And then that brings awareness for your brand. So um, these are things that can be shared through social media, share it through your website and share it through email. And once you have these pieces of content, you you have like a toolbox that your salespeople can use to create awareness for your brand. Just like a a carpenter has a toolbox with hammers and nails and pliers and, and screwdrivers, your salespeople and business owners out there, you need a library of content. You need a toolbox of content like videos and blogs and social media posts, infographics and quizzes in order to get your name out there, awareness to the right audience. Okay. Next stage of the Sales funnel is consideration. So now they know who you are because they watched your video, they saw your website, they read your blog, they did your quiz, they saw your infographic. Great. This company really has something going on here. I think I need to use their services. Now you're at consideration stage. I'm thinking about it. So this is when you have them subscribe to your newsletter that goes out at least once or twice a month. Okay. You invite them to an event like a webinar, like you're on right now. Offer a webinar at least once a month that you can invite your prospects to. You can send them a white paper that solves a problem that people in their industry usually goes through, and then um, you can again have webinars, other types of events, or in-person events. You know, seminars. Remember those. Um, and once we're in a place where we feel comfortable with conferences and things like that, add that to your events mix. And then once they consider you and and they're ready to get started, they are in the decision phase because they have received multiple quotes from multiple businesses, just like yours. And they are in this process of figuring out which company to use. And usually um, a company will send out an admin or um, someone in, in a C-suite position to create this short list of companies to work with. And then the team comes together and they look through all the proposals and then they decide, okay, who we gonna work with. This is when you pull out the case studies. These are companies that I've worked with. This is the problem they had. This is the problem that I solved for them. This is how I did it. You want to have optimum pricing, not too high, not too low, right in a place that you know they're ready to buy. And then you want to offer demos. If you have the type of product or service that can warrant a demonstration like a piece of software, go ahead and have that um, live demo for them. And so once you have all of these um, pieces of content in your sales toolbox, guess what? You're ready to automate this whole thing online and make it possible for your sales team to virtually reach out to thousands of people at one time and deliver this content in this systematic, strategic way, awareness, consideration, decision. And you can have hundreds of deals in your pipeline at one time um, with a system like a CRM doing it all for you. So definitely get plugged in here with this content marketing sales funnel. I will be happy to help you with it if you need support. OK, so next, I want to talk to you about adding multiple streams of income to bring in money to your business. Um, six ways here. One is to become a paid affiliate if there is a piece of software. If there is a service offering, if there is a product that complements what you already do, you can create a relationship with that company. And then every time you sell that piece of software or that product, you get a commission for that. You're an affiliate. And um, this is a great way to add um, an extra stream of income to your business. Next is number two, get paid to become a speaker and a sell books. Now you have a lot of time on your hands write a book and get it published on Amazon. You can make hundreds of dollars by publishing books on Amazon and and other online retailers like that. Next is number three, which is a paid membership website. People are willing to pay $35, $75, $150 per month to get plugged into a community, to learn something new and to Make their lives better. So, if you have a library of content like videos and ebooks and and blogs, maybe you can systematically put that on a website that people are willing to subscribe into. And you can offer masterminds, you can offer webinars, you can offer teleconferences, and just build a community around a certain cause, whatever that cause is. And then, number four, we have to sell, create, and sell e-courses. A lot of you have many, many, many years of experience, 10 plus years doing the same thing. You are an expert, okay? And people are willing to pay for your knowledge. So it's time to take that knowledge that you've garnered over the last 10 plus years and turn that into an e-course and then sell that e-course online to people who are hungry for that information. Um, Also, companies can start implementing trainings online. Instead of having an in-person training, you can um, have your employees plug into the website and see all of their training online. And that will automate a lot for you and help you save money. And then number five, we have uh, informational webinars. You can put on webinars like the one you're watching now, but you can charge for them. And then uh, last but not least is to start an e-commerce website. You can plug into a distributor or a manufacturer that sells something um, that's in high demand and then create a website that's full of great content about a certain topic and then drive traffic to your website using paid advertising like Google, Facebook, and LinkedIn. So on the digital part of this, all of this can be made digital. Your sales process can be made digital. Using platforms like your website, search engine optimization, getting on the first page of the Google search, using paid advertising um, on Google, Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, you can make sure you're getting great online reviews because people look at your online reviews first before they call you. So make sure you have a system in place for getting five-star reviews on a regular basis. And uh, once you get plugged into all this, you're in a really good spot. You're putting yourself in a great position to survive and to thrive. So again, Bonnie Malden with the Malden Group. We're a professional web design and internet marketing agency. And we are here to help you with your sales and marketing automation. We can help the salespeople plug into a really streamlined process that will put thousands of deals in your pipeline and they can automatically, systematically uh, close. And so if you're needing this slide, if you're needing um, um, a one-on-one with me, I'm happy to help our contact information is on the screen here and make sure you're connecting with me on social media. Um, My handle is Molden Group.
5: Great. Thank you so much, Bonnie. We appreciate you and Lisa and Ben participating in this panel. And as uh, I believe Lisa mentioned the marketing plan that we had in January, um, we've probably all tossed that right out the window. So, um, In the interest of time, I just wanted to see if each of the panelists can tell us, you know, we're all readjusting. Is there one thing that we can do right now that we can implement that can help our businesses? Ben?
4: Yeah, I I think just form a point of view and commit to the change, right? What what change is going on your customers, what's going on your own business. Make a decision and commit to it. A lot of people are still kind of waffling to see what's going to happen. Choose a path. It's, going to, it's not going to be right. It's not going to be wrong, but it'll get you further down the road and you'll adjust as you go. So just to commit to a plan and your, the assumptions in the market.
5: Yeah, and I, and I would dovetail off of that to say that clarity of that plan is important because then um, you literally, literally excel it out, chart out what your communication pieces for that plan are going to be. Um, and and stick to that and determine where the strength of your message really lies and and how that's going to help uh, not only in the delivery, but in the adoption of of what that plan is going to look like.
2: And I would say to tell your story through video, through blogs, through pictures, and consistently post those online so you can get ahead of the competition. And to automate your sales and marketing process so you can be in contact with thousands of people who may be interested in your services and are ready to close a deal with you each and every week.
1: Great. Thank you so much.
5: Steve, you want to wrap us up?
1: Yeah, I, I would say this I bring it, bring it home and bring it down to, to reality. What Ben said is so true. Reach out to your customers. Whether you're a service organization like we are at the chamber or at the Great at uh, Roswell Inc., or whether you're uh, a provider um, of of retail or, or restaurant, bring it back to significance to that customer. If you're selling them anything, help them. And one of the ways they can help is share with you. I I'll all hundred plus on this call today. Make sure you share the resources of the Greater North Fulton Chamber of Commerce and Roswell Inc we're here to help you so share that that's a valuable tool right hey i'm i'm i've got a customer share that share that tool and that value second thing most important lisa says it says it very well have a plan but the plan changes i get up in the morning and sometimes the dog wants to go out and sometimes the dog doesn't want to go out but i still have to have a plan for the dog right so at the end of the day let's make sure that we pivot time magazine word of the year but we also are flexible right let's do it let's make sure that drives it home Bonnie's dead set she's right on it that fact that number one you put it on video I want I might get it now but I might want to see a video later when I'm sitting in my big chair with the dog sitting calmly beside me right so I want to watch it then but more importantly I want to th- I want that follow-up I want that I wanna be on a, a Zoom call like this and I wanna get that later on from John Ray to be able to say, hey, I can listen to that again because there was something Lisa said and I wanna see that chart. So that's that's really, really important. So visually for a sales guy like myself, at the end of the day, I gotta see it. And for all of us, we we adjust our schedule. Some of us do it at 5.30 in the morning and some of us do it at 11.30 at night. But we catch up, so that video piece is so important and all that. And along with that, uh, because we did have some video sound issues, we'll send you the vine at at uh, vineyard at our vineyard at John's Creek video out with others things from the chamber today, so that you can you can watch them. And we appreciate your sponsorship today again. But I will leave you with this. It's always a great day to do business in Roswell, Georgia, but it's even a better day to do business in North Fulton. So support your greater North Fulton Chamber of Commerce and support Roswell Inc. We appreciate it. Let's go do business. It's only Thursday, guys. See ya.